Hey listeners, this is your biohacker speaking, aka Katie. If there is one thing I dread, it is walking down the skincare aisle of my local pharmacy. There are just so many options to choose from, and I never really know if something is actually working. So that's why I reached out to Rachel Varga for some TLC and guidance through her one-on-one -on -one consultation. And honestly, there is just nothing better than putting your skincare regimen into the hands of someone you trust and who really takes the time to evaluate your skin type and then give you access to products you just won't find on supermarket shelves. Since I'm on camera almost all the time, I really can't afford to get a breakout or have my skin looking dry and flaky. Rachel's protocol has literally changed the texture and complexion of my skin to the point where I'm starting to get ID'd again, which makes you feel good at literally any age. So if you haven't booked your session yet, then head over to rachelvarga.ca to learn more. Welcome to another episode of Beauty and the Biohacker, where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care aesthetics and peak performance to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I'm your co-host, Katie Moore. I'm the biohacking side of Beauty and the Biohacker. I've got three years of experience self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness technology. And really, my mission is to help you achieve success without sacrificing your health or happiness. And I do so on my YouTube channel, Katie Type A. And I am the beauty side of Beauty and the Biohacker. Over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures later, you know, 10 years in the industry of aesthetic medicine, aesthetic nursing, international clinical trainer. I work with everyone from, you know, retirees to tech moguls to celebrities, helping people figure out how to look good, feel good, and navigate life with grace and ease. And I am super pumped for this episode. We are basically going to be sharing some of our favorite tips and tricks for looking good, feeling good, getting in the creative zone. I wish I had my Fender Strat to give you guys a little bit of a Pink Floyd rendition I've been working on lately, but you just have me, so that's right. <laughs> then that is just enough. But we also have <laughs> one other person, and that segues nicely into our very special guest who's actually joining me live in California Kyle Lasota. So he is a videographer, biohacker, a lifestyle enthusiast, and very importantly, a sleep hacker. So he's a fellow YouTuber and you should definitely check him out at Kyle Got Camera and we will include a link for you guys below. He also has a sleep course called The Sleep Advantage. And don't you worry, guys, we are going to get into the weeds on that. So welcome to the show, Kyle. Yo, yo, what's up? Welcome. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, I am so excited to just kind of nerd out with a fellow biohacker, one that I know is very interested in the same type of technology and film equipment as myself. And so uh, let's just kick things off with the, the fun stuff, the stuff that people really want to know. What is it like living in an entrepreneur house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great place to start. Um, and I think, I think it speaks to a lot of my journey as well, which is um, I'm, I'm 27 years old and I've been an entrepreneur for eight years. So since I was 19, um, I dropped out of school uh, my third semester or excuse me. Yeah, my third year. And when I started getting into business, I uh, started seeing success pretty quickly and 
what I found as a young kid who was very entrepreneurial and very ambitious was that uh, I, I became very isolated because there was just no one else who was really living my type of lifestyle. And it was hard for me to connect with quote unquote normal people because I just had very different values and I had very different ambitions and I spent my time very differently and I just didn't want to compromise on those values. So I spent a lot of my time in my early 20s alone and I was traveling a lot and I'd meet people abroad and that was great. And then I would, you know, leave and then I, I'd miss them. You know, I had all these great friends, but they were all spread across the world. So I, when I was 25, I moved to San Diego to start planting some roots and start building community. I lived in downtown for a year and I lived up in a high rise and it was only more of the same. I was doing my very best to build community, but it, it was just, it sucked being just in this, cooped, I was cooped up in this, in this cage, like up in the sky. And there would be days where I, I just wouldn't, my feet wouldn't even touch the ground or I wouldn't see anyone, anyone's face, even though I had a roommate, you know? And, and so, um, I got together with a couple of friends locally in San Diego and, and we kind of put our heads together and say, Hey, how can we, um, how can we ch sort of change this situation? We need to start like an entrepreneur house, um, and build community, bring people together. Uh, because, you know, as, as someone who's really into health and, and that, that was a big part of my journey early in my twenties as well was just the, the feeling of being isolated, the feeling of, of being alone is one of the, the worst things that you could do for your health. It's like smoking like five packs of cigarettes in a day. So, uh, if you want to be healthy, you know, one of the first things that you could do is start building community, start putting yourself around people who share similar values where, and put yourself in an environment where you feel like you belong. So what is it like to live in, in the entrepreneur house? It's, it's incredible. You know, I live with four other amazing human beings um, who were, are all very curated and um, carefully selected, and they're all doing amazing things. They all have uh, individually uh, amazing attributes. And every Monday we have this Monday meeting from six to eight where we talk about the core values and if we're living through them and we reflect on that. And then we also like have a mastermind where we deal with our biggest challenges, whether personal or professional. And then we handle any house logistics so we can manage things um, and also handle any potential like issues that might be coming up. And then every quarter we do a quarterly retreat where we plan our goals and we reflect on the last quarter which is really fun and, and la like last time we went to big bear and the time before that um or uh, next quarter actually we're going to mexico and so we, it's 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 an amazing thing to keep me anchored um but then also we have a chef you know that cooks us organic food that is you know low low mold diet of course you have <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, so th that's pretty amazing, but we have economies at scale, so it's actually really affordable. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a maid that comes to clean the house twice a month, and we have an infrared sauna um, that is a partner of mine. And so they, they sent the sauna to me, which was awesome. And I built a cold plunge. So we got like a little wellness center in the garage. And, and, and it's just cool to, to have people there that have the same values, can help you with your challenges, because um, I, out, of, out of my learnings being an entrepreneur for this long, it's like... You, nothing is worth doing alone. Um, you know, and when you're winning, you want people to, to share those wins with, otherwise it's very empty. And then when you're on, you know, when you're in the trough, when you're in the dip, you need people to, to fall into, to support you and to, to hold you. So, uh, to remind you of who you are, because we all go through those times and, and life is very seasonal and cyclical in that way. So it's an incredible, incredible thing.
So Kyle, you shared some pretty rad little nuggets there, and I want to unpack your house in just a hot second. And uh, just so all of you listening know that I tend to work a lot with biohackers that want to also biohack their skin and looking good, feeling good, rejuvenation, what that looks like at home and in clinic. And I got to say the biohackers or I'm just going to put it out there, the people on the planet that are going to be the upgraded ones. Yes, I said it. I yeah, I went there. It's kind of woo. But I do think that this is like the next generation of people that actually give an SHIT about their health and wellness. And we are willing to put the work in as young entrepreneurs banding together. It's like Katie, you and I hanging out and reaching out and like creating this podcast. The more that we can come together and support ourselves is just an amazing thing. So that's awesome, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was uh, quite the mission to get the house because, you know, it's five guys, you know, ages 20 to 25. I was the oldest one at the time. And we all look like babies. And we're we're applying to live in this big house. And we kept getting denied over and over and over again. Luckily, we just we got we caught a lucky break. um, And things just worked out. And then (laughs) everything that could have gone wrong in in, in order to like get the house to, to say, hey, don't do this like did and and we just kept persevering and we were this close to throwing in the towel but we finally locked up the place and and we've been there for two years now which is incredible and one of the things that i really loved that you mentioned was you know you did drop out of college but you took some of the best aspects of college and applied that to your life as an adult as a hardworking entrepreneur, you know, I, I, the way you described your retreats and, you know, their weekly meetings, it's like, that's the stuff I wish my dorm did. And instead they had bagels and pizza parties and, you know, that was it. And so I'm just looking at this as like, this could be a potential framework, a model that we could see potentially grow, you know, post pandemic down the line that is encouraging more of this healthy habit, healthy living across the board, you know, across different types of generations. Like what if, and I don't want to go down the rabbit hole here, but what if we started to have nursing homes that kind of followed a similar type of lifestyle enhancement? You know, how do we get people to live a better quality of life longer. So I'm just throwing it out there. I think Rachel has an, uh, something to say, so I'm going to let her take take the wheel. So you know how we have occupational therapists that mm-hmm. help people with their mobility, developing different skills? Hello, enter the occupational therapist biohacker. A biohacking therapist. You know, I mean, it's a thing. I think that there's a lot. And Kyle, I'd love for you to talk about this because I know that one of the things that you are currently working on is the sleep advantage, which is your guide to how to sleep better, how to improve your HRV, how to maximize your REM scores. And so talk a little bit about what is that community asking you for? What do they want? And why do you think that's the case? Yeah, it's interesting. So I've been working in the online business world, online marketing space for, uh, for years for years, basically my entire career, like eight years. And um, I've worked with a lot of incredible people, one of which was named Sam Ovens, who ran, ran this, com- who runs this company called consulting.com. Um, he's a pretty prolific dude in the space. And he, he's a client of mine, he's a, he's, a, he's a mentor of mine, he's a friend of mine. And he said something really interesting, which was, Kyle, if you can't go to bed and wake up at the same time every night, then how could you ever expect to do anything great in this world? And I think there, that's a bit of an oversimplification, but like the point still remains. 
and it really, um, it really hit me and it, it started to make sense. And so for me, my story was that I, um, I was really struggling with my health because of, for, for a lot of reasons, but I didn't know it until last year, which is that I had a uh, really severe mold infection and it was so debilitating and I was doing everything under the sun to do, to fix myself. And I, I had to come like after Sam told me that I had to come, I had like a come to Jesus moment where I was like, you know what? Like I'm trying to do all these like crazy things to like improve my well being and like get healthier and feel better. And I was like struggling with my energy big time. And I just said, you know, what, what if I just master the basics before I try to do anything sexy, you know? And I spent a lot of money. I invested a lot of time. I tried and tested a lot of things for myself around um, mastering this sleep thing. And I started to learn things and I started to get really, really good results. And I think it was just a good timing where I started posting these results because I was excited about how I was feeling and, and what was going on and I was sharing things. And what I realized is what I was experiencing wasn't normal. And um, my every time I posted about aura ring stats and, and what I was doing, it would blow up. And I was just like, hmm, this is really interesting, right? And I had been starting to put out content on YouTube and then I was talking to this chick that does like YouTube growth and we were just jamming on like, you know, how, how I could position myself and what I could do and like what I should sell and stuff. And we was doing some market research and I saw Dave Asprey had like a sleep hacking thing. And I saw Ben Greenfield was doing a sleep challenge. And I, I just, it was like the signs started to just appear, you know? And when I, I surveyed my audience and I said, hey, what do you guys need help with? And everyone's like, um, I want to feel better. I want more energy. Um, I want to be less stressed. Uh, and there's like one other thing and sleep kind of like gets all of those. Was that other thing maybe being creative? Because as an entrepreneur, we got to be hella creative. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone wants to be more creative. Um, and I think if you can access more of your brain and you're operating with less information and you're more, more resilient to stress and you're having H- higher HIV scores and all this thing, it's going to open up a lot of capacity for you to think and, and be more creative. And, and I mean, I could speak for ends on this, but... What's your top HRV hack? Uh, top HRV hack would be cold showers probably before bed. Cold showers before bed. Do so does it that? count if I rolled around in the snow yesterday? Uh, yeah, that definitely bed? counts. Yeah, it's cold <laughs> thermogenesis, you know. Here in Canada. Yeah. So I, I, I started releasing content. People started to love it. And I started to coach people and, and teach them. And they started to get really, really good results. And then I found myself having the same conversation over and over again. I'm like, cool, let me just package this information, make it really concise, make it like the best I can possibly make it and give it to people in, in, in a way that's going to be really easy for them to execute. And it's really like organized and efficient. Do you work one-on-one with people right now? And um, is and if not, is that something that you want to do? Are you looking to, you know, kind of help basically take people's hand and walk them through the sleep journey? Because I think that, you know, a sleep coach or someone who can really like look at your aura ring data or whatever data that you collect and really be able to kind of tailor and assess and, you know, I mean... To be honest, I I am a you know a avid fan of the Aura Ring as as you know, and I have gotten into the point where I sometimes am 
so prolific in my checking that it does trip me up the next day. Yeah. And then I start to base my day on my scores from the night before. So walk us through, how do you help people toggle that line and, and not be so hard on themselves with their scores? Because I think that there is something to be said about that and, and really being able to take everything with a grain of salt. Totally. It's like when you get that readiness score and you're like, oh, shoot, I just, you know, my readiness score tanked today. How do you yeah. overcome that? Yeah, I mean, I, I make, I, I do plan my day around it, if I'm being honest. Like, I, I adjust. Um, and I try, here's what I know. And and to answer your first question, I do work with people one-on-one. It's only a very select few group of people. It's like between three and five people. And um, it's pretty intense, you know, because I give them the course and all the stuff that that um, that they need to do is inside the course. So the coaching is really helping them with their mindset, really helping them develop better beliefs, and and, and like sometimes deal with some of the emotional stuff. Um, but the way that I operate is, I just know what works. So even if I if, even if I were to take my aura ring off, um, I know how to get really good sleep, and so. I have a rule that's just like, I just don't get more than two nights of bad sleep in a row, you know? So if I have a bad night, not a big deal. Like if I want to stay out late, I want to be with friends. I want to be with a girl. I want to, you know, just break my rules. That's fine. I'm just not going to do that for three nights, you know, because I don't want to be so rigid that I become, uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't want to become dogmatic, kind of dogmatic, but, but also just like, I don't want to become, um, like break breakable you know i feel like if you're so rigid it's easy to to break like if you think about like a branch that's like really tight like you can just snap it but if you think of something that has some give to it it's kind of hard to break it right so i want to create more flexibility within within the confines of my restrictions Kyle, I'm just curious because I am a big fan of Matt Diavella. I don't know if you have seen a lot of yeah, his work. I, know, I mean, I, know I think Matt, we yeah. all have at this yeah, point. Sure. The minimalism documentary on Netflix yeah, yeah. is just mind blowing. But he has a rule too. And his rule is if I don't go to the gym, uh, you know, every three days, like if I, I'm never going to let myself miss two days without then starting it up again. Boom. Did you, were you inspired by him to kind of come up with the same thing for sleep? You know, now that you say that, maybe unconsciously I was, but I, um, I just feel like it, it just made sense. You know, it's like, it's an 80, 20 thing where if you, if you hit your numbers, like 80% of the time, if you're, if you're on target with like, cause here's the thing that people like, I think that get into this world can get sidetracked with is they get so obsessed that, um, that like there's so much life outside of these things that 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 feeds your soul and will increase your health span. It may diminish your like lifespan, the amount of years that you live, but it will increase the quality of your life within those years. And so you just got to measure uh, and 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 know from your own values like where do things lie so if wellness is number one you might be the person who leaves the party early and goes to bed but if community is above wellness then you might stay for the party because that's more important to you so i think it's about self-awareness and knowing what you value and and what makes you happy like for me something i'm i'm learning about myself is i love progress I love, love, love growth and I love progress so much. I'm fueled by it. So if I do things that really are a detriment to my progress, then um, I know that long term that's going to make me really unhappy. But 
if I do something that's going to feed my soul and it's not going to like completely derail my progress for an extended period of time and it's like a short-term thinking type of decision, then I think I'm, I'm going to give myself the pass to do it. All right. I have a question for you, Kyle. You've okay. sprinkled some breadcrumbs. I think I might have identified something with you. So you said, come to Jesus moment, mm-hmm. feeding your soul. Yeah. Myself, as a human, I'm very spiritual. And my great-grandma was a second-ordained female evangelical minister in Canada. So that is kind of my like spiritual lineage, and that's one of my strengths. So I'm curious, Kyle, what are some of your spiritual strengths? Because for me, that's where a lot of like my intuitive, creative hits and also protection comes from. Yeah, um, my spirituality is complex, <laughs> to say the least. But I think um, breathwork is a huge practice of mine. And um, I do Wim Hof breath breath work in the morning and I do um, box breathing and nose nose breathing at night. And I also do something called SRI breath work, which is um, it, it comes from network chiropractic, which is a very like woo woo uh, sort of uh, like. I, I mean, this network spinal care is the one of the most woo woo things that I do. Um, and it. It's basically energy work combined with chiropractic and it's like deep, deep emotional work. Um, and the breath work that's associated with it is like you're putting your hands on your body and you're saying certain things to uh, yourself or to your body based on what um, pattern you're in. And there's 12 stages. And so in each stage, there's a different breath pattern and there's an association that you have with each state in a different type of breath. So another example of this is like walking is a spiritual practice for me. The reason being is spirit in Latin means um, is translates to aspira, which translates to to breathe. Right. So I see breath work or breathing as a spiritual practice. And so when we change our breath, we change our spirit. And so when people say, hey, just go walk it off, you're that to me is like get put yourself into a different state by changing your, your breathing, right? When you change your, your breathing through your diaphragm, you're changing the blood flow. And I just think that the best thing that I do for my spirit is the breathwork stuff, is community, is um, meditation, getting into nature. Um, occasionally I, I'm praying, but not to any particular God. Um, and gratitude and forgiveness, like those things when you do it consistently, I notice that <clears throat> you just show up in a way different, way different way, you know, and oh, giving is another one. I love, I love giving as a spiritual practice as well. I cannot like tell you how much giving has changed my life. I, you know, I, I think it was like, you know, this is like Gary V quote or something, but I, I remember like, you know, hearing some so many stories about people who just pass it on, you know, like, I think there was a recent one in the news about this, like they were at a Dairy Queen and they like, you know, the person paid for the person, the car behind them. And then that just continued for like nine hours. And it's fascinating because I truly believe that humans are good at heart. And I really believe that the more that we show up with kindness and giving and gratitude, like it does fuel our tanks and it does resonate with people and 
even if it doesn't, who cares? Like if it's making you feel good and making you feel whole, well, then that is, you know, that's good enough because that means you're going to be able to show up for some other people. So giving has been something that I have really started to cultivate into my gratitude practice as well. And I, I mean, I can't even, I, I just like, I'm starting to like get to the tip of the iceberg with that in how can I give back to people in the new year in ways that I never have before. We're not just talking monetarily, but time and energy and like, what are some real concrete things that you can do to really help people feel connected and loved? Because I think there's a lot of that missing right now. Um, but anyway, that's, that's, I love what you said about giving and that's definitely a, a rabbit hole we could dive into, but I want to come back to the biohacking and I want to pick your brains at some of the best tools that you have personally used. And maybe you could even walk us through some of the craziest things you've tried and, and why, why do them? Why, why experiment with this kind of technology? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So my, I think the the biggest things that I've discovered, the most groundbreaking things I've discovered, the things that have moved the needle the most for, for me are, um, is number one, sleep, 100%. And that's why I built the course. That's why I talk so much about it. Um, but if I go beyond that, I think the things that I have really started to understand is s systemic inflammation. Like if you can bring your systemic inflammation down um, it will change everything. And I'm, I'm currently on a protocol for that. And I work with a very, very um, amazing shout out to Cliff and Marta Wild. They, they were my health coaches and they were the ones who discovered the mold infection. They were the ones who put me on, on the clearance protocol. They were the ones who um, helped me rebuild my gut, all that stuff. How did your skin improve when you determined that that was the point of inflammation in your body let's talk about beauty for a second beauty and the entrepreneur well i've always had beautiful skin my girlfriends have always told me that so girls of course that's what you that. say of course no but seriously of course I'm, that's what they say i'm i'm blessed i'm blessed you know i got that's nice, what she said i got nice puerto rican skin so um yeah i've always just been sun-kissed and been been nice with a with a good complexion but what what did change a lot is when i started um when I started to heal my gut, when I started to clear out the infection and get and bring down my inflammation is I just started living with like way more peace. And I just started to have a lot more ease in my life. And I had way more energy. Like I didn't, I stopped having the afternoon dip and I started to just be able to make way, way better decisions. And I was a lot happier. You know, I, I think a lot of people are living with that systemic inflammation and it, they, they have anxiety or they have depression or they have like all these different th brain, weird, fog. brain fog, weird chronic fatigue, like all these weird uh, sort of chronic things going on. And so people aren't their truest versions. They're like these like ugh, no, they're not. inflamed versions. It's not good. It's not a good situation and it causes all types of problems. So I think clearing out underlying infections and knowing what tests to get. Um, I mean, it's funny. I was going to make a, I'm still going to make a reflections video, I think tomorrow. And one of the biggest things that I've learned is just get the, like work with the right people, get the right test done because there could be one or two things that if someone tells you to do it, it could be right for them, but it could totally destroy your system. And like, you need to be really self-aware of what your body 
is doing what it needs and what's right for it and what's going on. So I, I think that's my biggest piece of advice is just find someone who has experiencing as experience working with people who have this the type of issues that you're dealing with. And if you're not dealing with type, those types of issues, then has the results that you're trying to create and knows how to navigate the test because it's so convoluted. It's it can be so complex. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot of BS to to wade through. And if you can find the right person, that's going to save you a lot of time, and a lot of money. It's all about testing and not guessing. And yes. I totally coined that, by the way. So every time you say that, it <laughs> I know. A little royalty. I, know. <laughs> I, yeah. I was going to do like a little C, like copyright there. Um, but uh, but it's really true, right? Like, so how true. do we know? I mean, there are just, there's no perfect diet. There is no perfect exercise routine. Yeah, I I think HIT is great. But you know what? It might not be for everybody. And I I think keto is wonderful. But it just, some people just don't, you know, adapt well to it. So I think it's like, we're really coming into the age now where it's less about what is working for, you know, the Joneses and really what is tailored and personalized for you. I mean, for goodness sakes, I have Vessel Health on my shelf. I've got Viome. I have my epigenetics test. Like everything is custom to me and my data and my DNA because at the end of the day, like I'm taking care of myself and I, I think need to know. biohackers are going to take over the world. Give it oh, like yeah. 20, 50 years. We're going to be the only ones that are the entrepreneurs. We're innovating. We have our health. You know, we got I think there's a, there's a wellness renaissance happening totally. right now. And, and like, I plan to be on the forefront of it. You guys are on the forefront of it. Like, I feel like Katie, like our channels are, they're not, they're not huge right now, but I feel like we're just really, really early. And I feel yeah. like it's about mm-hmm. to like get really, really big. And I feel like everyone laughed at Dave when he put butter in his coffee. Yeah. yeah. And now and you honestly, can't walk like- anywhere without seeing Bulletproof. Dave's legit. He, like, I've known the guy for a couple years now, and he's got it going on. And, like, he has something called radiance. And that is honestly, like, my life's work body, mind, spirit, energy, optimization to bring forth a higher level of radiance. So, Kyle, from a dude's perspective, mm. what's radiance to you? And when you see a woman and they got radiance, like, what is that, like, je ne sais quoi? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. And it's so. And it's, be careful, yeah. Kyle, because I'm sitting right across from you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you guys definitely are like the poster child, right? So I think, I think what it is really is there's a presence, you know, there is a, a glow, there is a, an energy, like a youthfulness. There is, um, you know, I think when when you meet really healthy people who are taking really good care of themselves, um, there is a lightness that you'll experience, Right. Because a lot of um, in my experience, a lot of disease or, or, or sickness or lack of energy, there, there is usually some emotion tied up in there. There's usually like some like a little bit of a, 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 a darkness, you know, that can be associated there. Not always, but but sometimes. And so when someone heals or when someone takes really good care of themselves, usually um, their cells are full of light. You know, they're full of nutrients. They're full of, you know, healthy blood. They're full of like all the things that the body needs. And so everything is working properly, which means they're very there with you. Um, and I think that's when you, when you, when you see it, when you experience it, you feel it and you're like, whoa. So what is that like when you come across, for example, 
a human, whatever gender they may be, and they they have that. Like, put that in a box and bottle that up. But if you were, <laughs> what what would be the the magical ingredients? It, it's it, I think it's like charisma. You know, like it's a magnetism. It's a pull. It's a it's like I don't know what this person has, but they got something, and I want more of it. I want to be around this person because I feel good when I'm around them. Mm-hmm. And I think um, oftentimes, like I had a guy hire me for one-on-one stuff. And he, when I asked him why he reached out to me to, to work with me, he was like, I just feel like, like you really like take care of yourself, <laughs> you know? And, and like, I, I need to learn how to do that. Like, I feel like I've been punishing myself for a long time. And I, and like, I, I've been beating myself up and I haven't been taking care of myself. And like, I see all the things that you're doing and I am an admiration of the way that you live, you know, and I think that is what people will, that's what people pick up on. Like it's so palpable when you meet someone who, who, who is in that energy, you know, and I mean, that, I think that's enough. Yeah. yeah. And when you are in that space, there's like, there's less room for crap and inflammation because your yeah. body's functioning optimally. It's so cool. You know what, what is something that I have noticed, especially with our generation is you'll talk to somebody and you'll open up and this is what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this, the worst. I mean, this has happened to me with best of friends and wait a second, because you're on video, you held your phone up, but for listeners, it's like the people that are glued to their phone in the face and the texting or the checking the watch and you know, and even like given the circumstances that we're under right now, you know, when you do spend time with another person in person, it is quality. It is like top of the line quality, you know, time because it's that human interaction. And when you feel that sense of being ignored, you know, you feel like they're closing themselves in and not, you know, sharing what, what you're listening or doing anything of that sort. And it's isolating. And so that really comes back to what you talked about earlier on in the episode, Kyle, about starting this entrepreneur house to feel less alone. And I think that the real problem is that we're all alone because we're all so trapped into this, you know, problem with our, with just being so connected to technology all the time. I think technology is great. Don't get me wrong. I've got more tech than anybody should ever need in their life. I a little AI has- never killed anybody, right? <laughs> I or think will it? It serves a purpose. <laughs> I think it, if you use it strategically, it's wonderful. Yeah. But I do think that that is the biggest issue that so many people our age face. And so they don't have time to think about their other health goals because, you know, they're it's too not distracted. Even, they're too distracted. And so, Kyle, how how would you address that with people? And I, I know that is obviously a very lofty thing and that is taking on a huge issue. But just like, how do you get through with messaging to people about put your damn phone away and like start paying attention to your health? Because I think people are just clueless. I'm so glad that um, you asked this question because it's something that I, I battled with myself. And I, I finally feel like I, fig- I figured out some things. And one of the first things that I did with that guy who reached out to me is I had him to uh, start tracking his screen time. And I believe that all behavior change starts with awareness, right? And so I would have him text me a pic- picture of his screen time every day so he could see where he was spending his time. 
and eventually we slowly deleted some apps and eventually we put some limits on some apps that he had to keep on his phone um, and he brought his screen time from eight hours to like three hours and that was a big that was a big mover for him obviously right you can imagine um, so for me what I've done which is I believe any content creator uh, this is an absolute necessity it's a must but um, I hired an assistant and I built systems that basically make it possible for me to not go on social media and still grow an audience. And um, I have a daily brief sent to me every morning, like the president of the United States, not that I'm even a speck of, of that important, but um, basically it's all my communication, email, Facebook messages, Instagram messages, um, and all my stats on YouTube that are significant or important to me. Um, it is any notifications that needs my attention. It's my affiliate revenue from all my different sources. Um, and it has my AdSense, it has, it has all these important stats that are uh, basically a pulse on my business and it gets sent to me every morning. So then I have to go check in on any platform. So I just, if there's anything urgent, then I can address it like later in the day. But uh, if I can help myself, I won't go on social media because I already know what's there. And if it's not urgent or needs my attention, then I won't go on. <laughs> um, and I'm now finding, um, I'm doing my best to, to start to develop ways of spending my time in analog. So whether it's reading, whether it's like going for walks without any inputs, whether it's, I'm trying to figure out some new hobbies to, to pick up, right? But play some guitar. Play some or guitar. Chess. Uh, or chess. Or chess. Or chess. Yeah. yeah. Jasper just watched The Queen's Gambit and is like obsessed <laughs> with playing chess now. So that's also a fun hobby. Well, so this is super this is super interesting conversation because one of the topics, Katie, I know you mentioned to me was all about about like stress and you wanted to learn more about like your HRV and like how I've been able to hack that and stuff. And and I believe that um your I, I don't have like the evidence or the science to back this up, so please don't quote me. This is just my anecdotal experience. But my experience is that when I spend time on social media or on, on technology, it messes with my dopamine. And when it messes with my dopamine, I find myself in a more reactive state and I find myself more susceptible to stress. So um, I believe that the first frontier of like, you know, getting your stress under control and, you know, developing a better relationship with stress, getting your higher HIV scores, it's getting off technology um, and not allowing your brain to dump dopamine every like 30 minutes when you go on one of these platforms. So I think there's an art and there's a practice of, of deep work that is and should be developed. But then in addition to that, you know, working on these different practices like breath work, like meditation, like walking, like cold showers, like all these things will dramatically increase your HRV, which will increase your resilience, which will make you more uh, yeah, less susceptible to stress and, get, and you'll get better sleep. And when you get better sleep, it, it will be a positive feedback loop off the cycle. Um, there's another thing that I, that I actually did today called MAT, uh, muscle activation technique, which works with your nervous system. And it is a super powerful practice. There is a practitioner who I can introduce you to, Katie. It's AKA event. muscle testing, am I right? Yeah, uh, not exactly. And um, it's it's there is an element of muscle testing involved in the process, but um, it is a neuromuscular strengthening process. 
Um, is this still in a way asking your higher self or subconscious questions and seeing your physiological response? No, no, no. So it's not like that. It's basically putting yourself in a compromise, putting a body part in a compromised position and testing it to see if it, if it's, if it's strong or not. And if it's not, then it's creating like little palpations to bring attention to that part of the nervous system and then retraining it in that compromised position to strengthen it, uh, to strengthen it in that position. Um, and it creates better neuromuscular connection, which, you know, there's, there's a whole rabbit hole down there about, um, how our muscles are in, are, are basically attached to our brain, you know, through the neuromuscular connection. And when we strengthen our muscles, we strengthen our brain. And for me, there's this, this practice I do called prehabbing shout out to my friend, Skip Kelly, who invented it, uh, prehab dojo the thrive dojo and uh it's something i do every day it's something i have in my sleep course it, it, there's a sleep prehabbing track but basically it's these tiny little isometrics where you lock in on a contraction let's say you want to flex like your bicep but when if you notice when you go to flex your bicep you might feel your lat and you might feel your delt and you might feel you know your your serratus or something else and it's about creating this connection where you can just isolate the contraction of your bicep and nothing else. And you do it at the lowest sensitivity possible. And what that does is that it strengthens that neural connection because it's, it's, it's creating better communication between your brain and that particular muscle saying, Hey, I'm going to let go of all this stuff that's trying to help. And I'm just going to isolate in on this, on this uh, muscle. And it's a very meditative process because it's, it's like mindfulness for your muscles. And so it brings, it makes you super calm and it relaxes your nervous system. And for me, my HRV scores have gone through the roof uh, by doing that. And I, I can share it with you uh, after the... Uh... Yeah, I'm super interested. It sounds a little bit, um, and I know it's different, but a little bit like BFR band training. Have you ever done no, that? No, I've, I've never done that. I've so done um, so yeah, it's a, you know, a blood flow restriction. Oh, yes, yes, I've seen this. I've seen this, yes, sure. And sure. so the intention there is to really target that specific muscle, like the bicep, um, by, you know, creating a restriction zone so that you are getting the maximum output for the least amount of time. So obviously biohackers love this because it's time saver. Yeah. So on, on that note, so that it's similar to that, but it's different in the sense that with prehabbing, you're doing it at, at the very lowest intensity possible. So the, 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 we're just going for sensitivity and, um, there's two basically, uh, chemicals that are released. There's neurogenic inflammation, and there's BDNF, right? So when we work out, we produce both these chemicals and neurogenic inflammation is kind of like, let's just put it in the bucket of like not so good inflammation. And then BDNF is like the, the good the good stuff, right? Brain derived neurotropic factor is the, is the precursor to dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, all the happy chemicals. Like a runner's high. Yes, exactly. So when we work out, if we work out too hard, the ratio from neurogenic inflammation will be higher uh, than the production of the BDNF. But when we do prehabbing, the BDNF production is way, way higher than the neurogenic inflammation. So we're getting all the benefits of a quote, quote, like a workout, but not the drawbacks, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, it's for people who have problems meditating and they can't like quote unquote shut off their brain. This is, this is the solution. So speaking about shutting off our brains, but also reactivating certain things. This is like a multifaceted question here. Bear with me. So we have AI, we have biohacking, and then we got the old school stuff, you know, sitting around the fire as cavemen, or we've developed musical instruments or games. 
the lives that we live are so incredibly programmed, if you will. And I just wanted to kind of put that out there because I feel like we're really getting away from what it's like to truly be a human. So my question for you, Kyle, is why are you here? What's your mission? What is my mission? My mission is to make it cool. uh, Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. I don't want your business mission. I don't want why you're creating. What is your mission as Kyle on this planet right now to help people? Yeah, I I think what I'm up to is so I went to this conference uh, like last year, just before in November, um, like last November, and uh, it was called Transformative Tech, and it's all around the convergence of wellness and technology or health and technology and all this stuff, and I basically discovered there that we're about to merge with the machines in like ten years. And that got that made me really depressed. Um, it made me have a lot of existential questions, and like none of this matters. Like, what am I doing? Like, I it was very. I went to an, a nihilistic sort of pit, and it 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 really bothered me for a while. And then I I went uh, to one of my retreats actually with my with my house, and um, let's just say we we had an experience there, and I. Uh, I came. Tell to us this... about the experience. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not. We're we're gonna skip that part. Oh, is that too woo? Okay, sorry. Yeah. So let's just say we had an experience there, and and when I um, when I was, I was in this experience. I was thinking about all these existential things, and I realized that nothing really, really matters. You know, there there's nothing in life that actually it is is of 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 greater meaning you know if this is true we're going to merge you know in the next decade or, or so here and that what i realized is like okay if nothing matters then then i could i could make anything matter like i what matters is what i what i choose and so my my perspective started to go from nihilism to sort of like uh hedonism and of like okay well like what do i want to make matter. And I knew, I was like, okay, I asked myself, what is true? What do I know to be true? What I know to be true is that life is always better with people, right? And, and nothing is worth sharing unless you can share it with people you love. And then number two is that life is always better when you feel good inside your body. So if that's true, if I spend the rest of my life, you know, before we merge or before whatever happens in the future, if I could spend the rest of my life feeling good inside my body, and doing it with people I love, then that will be time well spent. So right now, my entire life is fixated on just trying to build a community of people who are obsessed with their health and so and, and also have the autonomy and the freedom and the luxury of being able to do stuff, you know, with their free time and, and having those, you know, that that lifestyle so that we can all do stuff together and be healthy. So is it like maximizing <laughs> this 3D human experience? Yeah, yeah. In a healthy body with people you love in amazing places, cultivating amazing, unique experiences and, um, and, and just, you know, experiencing this game of life together. Wow. That is really poignant and is definitely something that, you know, I... I haven't heard a lot of people talk about and are really beautiful and eloquently put, you know, and so I think we got a little snapshot of like Kyle 
behind the camera. So I'm really <laughs> so grateful that you came on and, and really shared your experience. And I, I know we didn't even get into the filmmaking, but people can go out and find more information about you with that stuff. And we'll include a link in the show notes below. But uh, just to wrap up, where can people find you and um, tell us a little bit more about, you know, what you're offering with the Sleep Advantage? Yeah, totally. So youtube.com forward slash Kyle Got Camera is the best place to find me. Um, that's where I'm putting out my best content. And I got a lot of um, really, really sick plans for 2021. I'm going to be ramping up uh, some really fun stuff, uh, doing some cool collaborations. Katie, expect a video <laughs> coming soon. Um, and helping a lot of people with that, with that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm planning to give like there's no tomorrow, um, through my content on YouTube. And then with the sleep advantage, I think if anyone listening to this or watching this wants to improve their energy, you want to become more resilient to stress. You want to just get better sleep. You know, I know a lot of people have problems with that. This is a, this is an interesting and challenging time where your sleep may have been disrupted. I think no matter what you're trying to do, if you're trying to improve your health or improve your life, everything that you do is going to be built on getting great sleep, right? Especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially you're a business owner or a high performer, like good luck trying to perform at a high level if you're not getting good sleep. So what people can expect to learn is how to reset their sleep in seven days so they can unlock unparalleled energy and performance. And it is the course is pretty short and I did that intentionally because I'm an essentialist, which means the disciplined pursuit of less. And so I'm always trying to figure out what is the fastest, most efficient path to get someone from nothing to the result. And that's what I created. And if, if that's what you want, it's definitely going to get you there and people are getting amazing results. And I'm really excited about that. That's amazing. Well, thank you again so much for literally stopping by. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, I cannot wait to do that collaboration on YouTube. And we have some really great messaging, all three of us, to, to share with the world. So here's to a new year and hopefully a brighter future for sure. Looking good and feeling good. Can I get a what, what? What, what? <laughs> all right, guys. And we'll see you on the next